Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I just blank now what? I'm your host, Jessica Stevens. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in for another Now What Wednesday story. And welcome to October. Oh my goodness, we are in the final quarter of 2022. And I can't even believe how quickly this year has passed and all of the great episodes and stories we've had on the show uh, this season so far. So I'm super excited about today's show. It is going to be a fun one. It is all about one of my favorite topics, and that is listening to the universe. So today on the show, my guest Pam Kuhn is going to be sharing her I just received a message from the universe now what story and it has everything to do with love and being match made with her husband Jimmy so yeah originally we were going to be talking about her you know signing up for a matchmaking um service to meet her husband but as we were going through the episode it really was less about her signing up for this matchmaking service and much more about her listening and tuning in to the universe that was trying to send her messages for years and her finally getting the getting the call and getting the message and putting all the pieces together. So this conversation, I have to admit, may be my favorite of the season so far. I loved chatting with Pam. She is hilariously funny and tells a really, really good story. So Pam is a retired physical education teacher who decided she wanted to do nothing in her retirement and now she is doing everything and listening to the universe as it guides her along the way so that is our setup for today's episode tune in give it a listen give it a like and a share and some love and believe for yourself too that the universe is conspiring with you to put people and opportunities in your path when you need them so that is today's episode enjoy have fun and i will talk to you real soon Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friend, did you just think to yourself, I just love this podcast, now what? Well, I hope you do, and if you did, I got the answer. Become a patron and support the show. For just a $5 financial gift a month, you can access episodes early and without ads. Plus, you'll be entered to win our monthly Patreon giveaway, like books and courses from our guests and some fun merch. For just a $10 a month contribution, you'll become an all-access patron and also get bonus exclusive content from me and some of our guests. Behind the scenes, Q&A, bonus questions, all of it. So head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank and now what? Or click on the link in the show notes and become a patron today. Hello, hello, Ms. Pam Coon. 
Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm so excited for our conversation. When you and I were introduced by a mutual friend, she's like, you got to talk to Pam. She has some of the best stories ever. And I'm like, oh, okay. So when you and I connected, we were chatting a little bit. I'm like, oh yes, this woman is so funny. She has such a personality and you did share a couple of really cool stories with me. And we're going to be talking about one of them today. But before that, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I always love for guests to share in their own words. What do you want the people to know about you, Pam? Thank you, Jessica. Now I am a 68-year-old retired school teacher. I taught physical education for 35 years. I taught pre-K through fifth grade. So I had four to 12-year-olds. Love them. Absolutely love them. I never had any children myself, Mm -hmm. so they were my kids. They were your kids. They Ah. were my kids, and I loved them so much and treated them just like my babies. Wow. Did you always know you wanted to be a teacher? I did. You know, I can look back and remember when I was in the second grade, the summer After the second grade, I remember, you remember the old weekly readers? You might be too young. We used to get in the summertime. We used to sign up and they used to send us weekly readers. And when the weekly reader would come in the neighborhood, I would gather all the kids together, put them on the steps. They'd sit on the steps and I would be the teacher. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You were were born to be a leader and teacher of others. I love it. Okay. So um, you, as you mentioned, you said you never had kids and you weren't married for many years until actually much, much later in life. So that's the story you're going to talk to us about today is you signing up for a matchmaking service. And how old were you when you did that? It was in my early forties. Okay. So were you, you were still working and teaching at the time. Yes. Okay. But you really had no kind of inclination or desire or drive to like be married. You were love. you were loving your life. You were loving being a teacher. Those kids were your kids. You had a totally fulfilled life. So take us back. What was going on and what made you decide to sign up for a matchmaking service in your forties? That was the weird part about it. I had no interest, no desire, but the universe had other plans. And I definitely believe we need to listen to the universe. And when we don't listen to the universe, the universe just keeps giving us messages. And in my case, had to beat me over the head and say, hello, here's your son. Wake up, girl, because I was just going about my life. Now, I did realize when I hit 40, I thought, you know, I am a little lonely and I would like somebody in my life, but I've kissed a lot of frogs and I'm really tired and I'm getting old and nobody's going to be really interested in, in me, you know, but that's okay. I'm happy. It's all right. Well, then one day I got a phone call and it said, hello, we're a matchmaking service out of Florida. We're called Together and we're relocating in your area. We've gotten your name and we want you to come visit us when we get in your town in a few weeks. I thought, what? This is a scam. I don't know how you got my name, who you are, but no, 
this is a scam. I'm not interested. I just hung up the phone. No, mm-mm. I'm smarter than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot about it. Sure enough, about a month later, I got a postcard in the mail and it said, we're here. Together is here. The matchmaking service. We've gotten your name and come see us. It gave the address and where they were. I thought, can these people not hear? I told them I was not interested. Leave me alone. But it's funny. I did not throw the postcard away. I just took it and tossed it on one of my little tables, my little end tables, forgot about it, went about my life. A few weeks later, I looked over and there's the postcard. I was like, you know, this really makes me mad because I told them to leave me alone and they are bugging me. And I don't know how they got my name anyway. I think I'm just going to go over there and check this place out and see what kind of a scam they're running because they can't They can't do this to people. They can't do this to people. This is wrong. And I'm going to go check it out and see what it's all about just because I'm going to. So I called and made an appointment and went on the day that I was signed up for. And it was a a legitimate place and it looked legitimate. And then you go in and there are probably three or four counselors. I can't remember the female's name I got, but I got somebody, a counselor went in and she was very sweet, very nice. And the next thing I know, honey, I'm filling out paperwork. I'm filling out forms. I'm filling out questionnaires. We talked and talked. This went on for two hours and we are talking. And finally she just said, stop. She said, I know exactly who your match is. He was here last week. And I talked to him. Y'all are perfect. His name's Jimmy. And I thought, right. This is probably a line they feed everybody to get your money because it was it was very expensive. And you had like tiers. You could sign up on the low tier or medium tier or high tier. You would be guaranteed that many chances, that many names and phone numbers the low level, you might be guaranteed three, then the five in the middle and then seven or something at the top. Yeah. And I said, well, look, I will sign up because I had to sign up to meet Jimmy, right. whoever, whoever he was. <laughs> Is said, Jimmy even real? <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure she just said, made up this name for everybody. So I had to sign up. I said, well, I signed up for the lowest level, the, the most inexpensive, but it was still expensive. It was like, a thousand dollars. And this is in 1995. Oh, wow. That yeah. A thousand dollars in 1995 was some big money. That was a lot. But then I wanted to know, well, now if Jimmy doesn't work out and these other two, if these three don't work out, can I just pay the extra and upgrade if I want to? Yes, you can do that. I thought, well, okay. You know, I, I've got my bases covered here. All right. She said, well, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going out of town, so it'll be about a week, but then I'll send you his contact information, and I'll send him your contact information. Okay. So I went home not expecting to hear anything. Do you still think that this is a scam? At this point, I do. Okay. And I'm just like, this is a bunch of hooey. I don't trust it. Yeah. 
whatever. What, what kind of questions did she ask you on that form? You said it was like two hours of an interview. Uh, what were the things that she was uh, asking you? She was, she asked you your whole life history. She asked you what you wanted in a man, you know, what you were looking for, the traits, the qualities. They had all these questions. It was just so in depth, you know, and what's your history? And of course, I didn't have much history. I had dated, but I had never lived with anybody. I had never been engaged. I had never, because really my life was my kids and my teaching. I just taught and went home. You had a very simple life. Very, very simple life. And I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of history about it. And, and she was like, what do you want him to look like? And what do you, you know, how tall do you want him? And all these questions. And I was like, I don't know. But anyway, I must have made up something. So a week goes by and I thought, okay, and I'm thinking in my mind, okay, that's her vacation. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting in the mail to get the information. Another week goes by. Another week goes by. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is a scam. I knew it. Well, lo and behold, the following Friday, I got Jimmy's name and phone number in the mail. And so I'm assuming he's probably gotten mine the same day because they probably sent him out the same day. So we got package. He, li- he lives in my town, which is a good thing because I know some of these people can be long distance. So that, that's a good thing. So I thought, well, now I know he's going to call me today when, as soon as we get these papers because as we signed up. We're wanting to be matched. Okay, let's go. No call. Okay, well, he'll call Saturday. No call Saturday. Sunday. No call Sunday. Now I'm really mad. What is his problem? I have paid this money. I have put myself out there. He has my name, my number. And my number, and he is not calling me. What is his problem? So I called him on Sunday afternoon. And I was like, hello, what is going on over there? (laughs) Real good energy to bring to the first conversation, huh, Pam? Exactly. I'm like, what, basically, why haven't you called me? And he was like, well, I'm outside cleaning my boat. Yeah, right. Cleaning your boat. Like, I'm supposed to be impressed by that. Like, you've got a boat. Like, I believe you've got a boat. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And so we just talked for a very few minutes. And then he says, oh, it's starting to rain. I've got to go. It wasn't raining at my house. And we lived in the same town. <laughs> and I'm thinking he's giving me the old brush off, the old skedaddle. And so I said, well, okay. I thought, well, there's goes my thousand dollars. You know, if I'm going to get losers like this. And he says, oh, before we go, I want to ask you a question. Sure. He goes, do you want to have kids? What? What? I was like, that was a bomb. That is a bold question for your first five-minute conversation with a stranger. Exactly. And he's basically giving me the brush off. And now he wants to know if I have, want to have kids. And I was like, ooh. I thought, well, I just need to be honest. You know, this could make it or break it. But I have to be honest. I said, no, I don't. Because I never wanted to have kids. And he goes, okay, good. I'll call you back later. And we have the phone. I'm going, this is the weirdest conversation I've ever had. But he did call me back later. And we decided to meet. We met initially at the mall because I felt safer meeting there in case he was a you know murderer, or axe murderer or something. I had people around me. I could scream or get help. Yeah. Safety in numbers, right? Safety in numbers. <laughs> and so he was cute. And I was like, okay. We had a very nice conversation. Everything was fine. And so 
then we just parted ways. And he said, I'll call you. And I kept thinking the whole time to the universe, I need a sign. I need a sign. Please give me a sign because this seems really pretty good. And so the next time we met, he called and we went to the park and he says, we were walking around and we were talking about scars like, oh, well, I got this scar and tell the story how you got this scar, mm-hmm. that scar. And we, it was pretty cool. And so I said, oh, well, I've got this weird scar on my right hand between my middle finger and my fourth finger. And it was so strange. I got it playing softball. I was pitching and they hit the ball really hard and it split my hand open down both sides. But I didn't realize it at the time. I picked up the ball. And at this time, as I'm talking, telling the story, he picks it up and he is telling my story with me word for word at the same time. How can he, we be talking at the same time, telling the same story. And it was like, and I threw the ball to second and he's saying, and I threw the ball to second. And then we both said, and the second baseman threw the ball to first, missed the double play at first, blood all over the ball. We couldn't figure out where it came from. We're talking at the same time. And we look down and our hand is split open all the way on both sides between the third and fourth finger on the right hand. And we're like, what? How can you be telling my story and you're telling it with me word for word? Because he has the same scar. Oh, my goodness. The exact same scar. Happening the exact same way. Same way. Playing softball. We have matching scars on the right hand between the third and fourth finger, the same distance from both. We both got 10 stitches and I could hear the universe laughing, (laughs) saying, here is your sign. Duh. You asked for a sign, Pam. Here it is. And then not only that, the universe is telling me, and if you will think back, now this happened that night when I got home all of a sudden things just started rolling back in my mind. Years, years, years. It started when I was in my early 20s, 20 years earlier. I had gone to Spain and studied a summer abroad at the University of Madrid because I minored in Spanish. That summer I met a man in Spain and we fell in love, had a summer romance. It was wonderful. And I didn't want to leave him and he didn't want me to leave, but I had to go. And I remember on the plane, I was just sobbing because it was just breaking my heart to leave him. A voice as clear as we're talking right now, telepathically came in my mind. It was a female voice and told me, you'll be okay. This was a great summer, but was this is not the love of your life. You will meet the love of your life when you're in your early 40s. Don't give up. Don't settle. Just hang on. It's going to be a long time. You have to wait, but you'll meet the love of your life in your early 40s. I had completely forgotten about that, but that's exactly what happened. And then when I was in my early 40s, I met Jimmy in April of 1995. Okay. In January 
1995, just a few months before I met, went through this together thing. Yes. We had a sheet in our newspaper back then called Match Line. And you probably are, you're too young to remember any of that. This was before online dating because we didn't really have computers or anything back then. It was in the newspaper. Okay. And this was a whole sheet and it had Match Line at the top. And then it had the sections. It had like men seeking women women seeking all all this stuff the one ads yeah yeah for people who wanted to meet up this was kind of the first original version okay and I remember I would look at it from time to time but I would never consider calling anyone because I thought that sounds so desperate (laughs) you know for me to call a guy that's I'm kind of I guess I'm so old I'm old school traditional. Yeah. Traditional. I should meet the old fashioned way. I thought, well, that's not working. So anyway, one day I thought, okay, now I'm going to really look down this, these match, these ads here and see if anybody pops out. So I looked down the hall and there was a long list and one literally jumped out at me and I thought, okay, okay. This one really sounds too good. This one's really, really sound good. So I don't know how, but that evening I got the courage up and I called the number and it said you would get a recording mm-hmm. and you would leave your name and number message. So I remember the voice was very distinctive and he talked for a few minutes, you know, thank you for calling, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. He said, leave your name and number. I slammed down the phone. I did not say a word because I thought. No, this is too creepy. He could be a killer stalker. You know, I don't, I don't want to look desperate. No. And I never, and I just never looked at the paper again. I never called again. I never, I just forgot that. I thought, no, that's just not for me. Well, after Jimmy and I matched the scars and these things are coming in my mind. When I thought about that, I thought of Jimmy's voice and Jimmy has a very distinctive voice. And all of a sudden the cobwebs went out of my mind. And I remembered the voice from the match line call that I chose. And I thought that was Jimmy. That was Jimmy. I know that was Jimmy. And the next time I talked to him, I just very casually asked him and asked him if he ever did one of those. Yeah. Did you ever, you know, do you remember match line? Did you ever mm, do that? He said, I did. I put an ad in there one time. He said, but I only got one phone call and they hung up. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Pam. I'm having like chills running up and down my spine right now. I know it was me. It was Jimmy. That was Jimmy. I had chosen him out of there. That was Jimmy. But it just wasn't the right time yet. Either that or I was so hard-headed, the universe is giving me all these signs. They're like, Pam, you wanted signs. We gave you signs, silly Dumbo. You you just <laughs> wouldn't listen. We His ad popped out to you, and yeah. it was perfect. And we said, go, go, Pam, go. And you and said, you- no, no, Pam, no. So we had to pull out the big card there with the scar. Yeah. And have like a service call you and tell you, come down here. You, you have been picked. Yes. 
how did I, I was never, how did I get picked? How did they even get my name? I didn't sign up for anything. Oh my goodness, Pam. This story is fascinating. Okay. So Jimmy tells you, yes, he did that thing. You now get your second sign from the universe that Jimmy is legit. And he is the love of your life that the voice on the airplane told you about. Now what? What are you thinking? What is going through your mind? Like, are you freaking out at this point? Yes. I mean, I'm freaking out because I'm like, it's like all the puzzle pieces of the universe is now showing me and it's, I'm putting them all together. Yeah. And it's like, go girl, this is it. This he's the one. But yet again, I can't just say, okay, Jimmy, you're the one, you know, I kind of still have to, but funny we talked about it later and he said he knew the minute he saw me at the mall he said the minute he laid eyes on me he said I don't know what it was he said it was just something I knew that I was going to marry you and he had an older friend that he worked with that they talked a lot and he said after the first night after we met I called him and I said Bill I've met her I've met the woman I'm going to marry Oh so my goodness. I don't know. I don't know what, what it was, but we match so perfectly. It's scary. It's mm-hmm. scary. Sometimes we think somehow we were cut out of the same cloth or we're this almost the same person. It's just weird. We do things at the same time. We speak at the same time. We reach for things at the same time. It's almost like mirror image. It's just, it's weird. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. We married in 96 in June. We dated a year. Well, we we met in April of 95. He proposed. It was so funny. When Christmas came, I knew he was going to propose. It's Christmas, perfect time, perfect time. And he didn't. And I was like, say what? Say what? Because see, his birthday is on Valentine's Day. And I thought, well, I guess he could propose on Valentine's Day, but I mean, that's his birthday. Yeah. And I mean, Christmas would have been better, but but no, he proposed on Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. I love it. So he proposes Valentine's Day, 1996. And Mm -hmm. then what, four or five months later, you were married married in June. We married in June. And it was so funny because when he proposed, you know, of course I said, yes. And then I was like, well, when do we want to get married? You know, and he was trying to be something. He goes, oh, it's no big deal. It's, we can, we, it doesn't matter. We can just go on, you know, whenever. And I was like, okay. That was that evening. The next morning he comes in there with a calendar and a pen and he goes, how soon can we get married? I was like, oh, well, what happened to whatever? I'm cool. Because that was me the night before. Like, okay, when can we get married? And so it was funny. The next morning, he was like, when can we get married? He said, I want you to enjoy your engagement, though. I want you to be engaged for, you know, enjoy that. So we married in June. It was so funny. So funny. And that's that's the story. And we have been in, it sounds so weird, like cheesy. You know, we've just been, couldn't be happier. And every day I'm going to, I might get emotional on this. We love each other. We love each other so much. Every day we appreciate each other so much. 
because I came from a place of being alone for so many years. I mean, I had my kids, but I didn't really have anything emotional to fill up my insides. And I had been alone for so long and I appreciate him having him so much in my life. And he's such a blessing. He has made everything happen in my life because when I, I have a tendency to just chill out and not want to do a lot, but he made me join Toastmasters. And now I love to speak and I love to tell stories. He made me go to jewelry school and I loved it. And now I bead and I do all types of crafts. And he has just opened up my world and made me such a much better person because of him. And on his side, he went through a bad divorce and was alone for about eight years, I think. And he appreciates me and our relationship so much. It's such a blessing in his life after some bad things he went through. We don't go a day without just telling each other how much I love you and how much I appreciate you. And thank you. Thank you to the universe. And I really believe that the universe works in your good. And if it's meant to be, even if they're like the poor universe might have to beat you over the head, it will happen. Don't give up. Don't ever give up and don't ever think you're too old or you're not in the right stage of life. If it'll happen, if it's meant to be, it'll, it will. Oh my goodness, Pam. I love this story so much. First off, you are hilarious and you are such a good storyteller. Thank you, Jimmy, for sending you to Toastmasters and helping you get to the funny because it's so true that sometimes when we get to a certain age, you know, I met my husband a little bit older in life as well, not quite 40, but I was, I was definitely older and you just kind of get in this mindset of like, I'm, I don't need it. It's okay. It, and you just kind of like tuck it away and you pretend like it's not important and it doesn't matter so that you don't feel disappointed. But really deep down, you're like, oh, I want a companion. I want somebody to experience life with. And I think some of us are a little bit hesitant to put ourselves out there and sign up for the dating service or do online dating or go and be set up by a friend because we're, we're just like, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that high and then the low of it. So good for you. I'm sure you were full of fear throughout this whole process. And you kept kind of like nonchalant saying, oh, this is a scam. This isn't whatever. As your kind of like self-preservation, I guess, is like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I knew from the beginning that I wasn't going to. Exactly. That's perfect. Yes. All right. So. For anyone out there who is listening to this episode, who may be in a similar situation as you, a little bit older in life, whether they've never been married before, or they had a past relationship that ended, and they're now at this stage of life where they are deep down wanting to be with somebody, but outwardly telling the world, no, I'm fine. I'm good on my own. What do you have to share with those people? I would say... Go ahead and face the fear. Do it anyway, whether it be through friends. But I never had any 
success with that. People, friends didn't match me up. In fact, Jimmy and I, once we got together, realized we know we have so many friends in common. It's amazing. We well, know, you live in the same towns. So. Yeah, yeah. And we know so many of the same people. And never once did they say, oh, I know somebody. No, not one of them. Thank them very much. So, you know, we were like, what's their problem? So we didn't, that didn't work for us. Plus, when we got together and we married and moved in together, got our clothes, we had T-shirts from the same events in our town where we had attended events at the same day, at the same time. We were there together. I mean, we were there in the same, but didn't know each other and never ran into each other. So I think sometimes you just have to sign up for the dating service, sign up for the match line or whatever it is. And, you know, don't rely on friends or, and some people would always say, well, go to church, meet people at church. Honey, I was in church all the time. I never met anybody there. So it just takes, sometimes you have to do other. Be intentional, right? I think you signing up for the matchmaking service. Yes. Was your message to the universe. Okay. I'm being intentional about wanting to find this person right now. And your energy changes. It did. You know, I didn't want, in my mind, I wanted to just be like, I'm going to sit here and my knight in shining armor is just going to cross my path and scoop me up. Well, that's unrealistic. Yeah. I had to get real and just sign up, put my name out there, like you said, and it changes your energy. And the universe is probably thinking, oh, finally. Look how many opportunities I gave you to meet this man. Okay, now we're going to have you pay for it. Yes, it was expensive. Best investment you ever made though, right, Pam? It really was. It really was. So I say just face your fear and do it anyway. Put your name out there, get out there, sign up for your dating services and go for it. Yeah, no matter how old you are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. How many years have you and Jimmy been blissfully married? Well, gosh, we married in June of 96. Oh, so like we're going on 30, no, no, not 30 years. Almost, I can't do math. I can't either, but we are going on 30 years. Going on 30 years. We're 26, maybe. Okay. And what have been some of the highlights? Gosh. Probably him blasting me out of the house because when I was by myself, I never really went anywhere. I never did anything. I just taught and went home. But when I started dating him, he did have a boat. <laughs> he really did. The boat was real. The boat was real. We live up by a lake and we'd go up there up to Lake Harding or whatever. And he taught me how to water ski. So we spent many fun days on the boat and water skiing. That was nice. Then we, he flew me out. We went out to out West and we went snow skiing. I learned to snow ski. That was a lot of fun. It was beautiful with the snow and everything. We're not used to that here. Yeah. In Georgia. So snow skiing, I think we have just a rich, such a rich life now. We have fur babies, our doggies, and I'm really a cat person. So that was interesting. That was different for me. I never cooked. I've learned to cook a little bit now and I actually enjoy it. I'm pretty good. 
Oh, you're like, okay, I have a husband now. I need to like, you know, make yeah. a few meals. Exactly. Because I never, I never cooked. It sounds like Jimmy showed up in your life to help you unlock the parts of you that you were either too fearful to do on your own, or you were subconsciously waiting to do until you could do it with somebody. I think I was waiting on him. It's just, he's just such a blessing, such a blessing. I love it. I love it. He's just, I just love him so much. Um, all right. So now what, now what's going on in the lives of Jimmy and Pam? What are some things that you guys love to do together as a couple? It's funny because we're, we're always together, which I know that sounds kind of weird, but we were so late getting together. Our time that we spend with each other is so valuable. We do most everything together. And it's funny when we go places People will, if they see me, they're all like, well, where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? Y'all are always together. And four years ago, we started playing pickleball. We love to play pickleball and we play together. We compete together. We enter tournaments as a mixed doubles team. Okay. That's quite a coup because most married people don't play together. (laughs) It's dangerous for the relationship, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They They kill each other. They get mad at each other. They don't get along but we don't want to play with anybody else. We're just happy playing with each other. We enjoy it and have the best time. We try to play two or three days a week. So pickleball is a fun. And like I said, he, cause he's got me in jewelry now. He made this necklace. He's so beautiful. He does a lot of wire wrapping and necklaces and rings. He's gotten very, very good at that. And now he's pulled me in and I've started beading and I love to bead. He made himself, he built himself a little jewelry shop and now I'm on the other half of it with my stuff. So we're in there together. In fact, we're going to a gym show in North Carolina. So fun. Have you heard of the book Five Love Languages? I've heard of it. Yes. I have never read it. Okay. So with the book, The Five Love Languages, it says that you need to learn your partner's love language so that you can speak their love language and show them appreciation in a way that is meaningful to them. Because, you know, there's five of them. So there's like gifts of affirmation, physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, and acts of service. And I think that you and Jimmy lined up so that you could share these, you know, common things that you love together and appreciate each other in a way that it just works best as a pair. But also, they also say like, you need to have your own interests as an individual, but the best thing you can do for your relationship is to find things that you want to do together so that all the hobbies and all the things you actually do them together. It's good that you have your own separate interests, but the more you can actually do in common with your partner, the better. And sounds like that's exactly what you and Jimmy have done is you've, one of you has started an interest and then you've not necessarily roped, but like invited the other person to come along and been like, I love to do this and I want to do this with you. Exactly. That you said it perfectly. That's right. And he is also a pilot. He flies. Like my husband. Well, he's not. I think your husband does it as a job and Jimmy does it for fun and I don't share that. I don't like to fly. I am, I get motion sick and I like, nope, I need to stay on the ground. So that's something good he can go do by himself and with his friends and he can go fly. And that's good. Yeah. And there's some things that I do 
by myself. I like to clog. I'm a clogger and dance and yoga and that type of thing. Yes. So we do have our, our own interests. We do have our time apart. But like you said, most everything, everything matches. Else, you do it. You do it. Perfectly. Together. And we still love, like when we go out, we hold hands and that kind of thing. And of course, his son can't stand it. He's like, Whoa. oh, so Jimmy has a family from his previous marriage. He does. He has two children. Right. Two children. And so he, he I guess that's why it was so important when he asked you that big question on the phone of, do you want kids? was because he he was done. He had had his kids. No more for him. Exactly. And that's why I'm almost thinking the universe waited for us, for me for so long and for us to meet is because when I was very young, I made the decision I did not want to have kids. I was like 10 years old and I decided I didn't want to have kids. I knew I didn't want to have kids. And that was not my path in life to have kids. And for some reason, I think it was meant for those two kids to be born and it wasn't going to be with me. So he had to go through what he did. Yeah. He had to have those kids somewhere else before yes. you showed up. Wow. Oh my goodness, Pam. I loved this story so much. Thank you for opening up your life and your heart with all of us. And this has just been such a fun conversation. And okay. So everybody who's listening, if this story resonated with you or, you know, somebody else who is, hesitantly looking for love later on in life, share this episode with them and encourage them to never give up hope that they are going to meet the love of their life because the universe is out there conspiring with them to have them meet. And just, they need to open up their eyes and open up their ears. And most importantly, open up their heart to the opportunity to meet. Anything else you want to share, Pam? No, absolutely. I mean, that you nailed it. You hit the nail on the head. That's it. Awesome. All right. So like this episode, share it, and we will see you next week for another episode of I Just Blank. Now what? Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank? Now what? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.